Welcome to the Quantum Leap Your Business in Life podcast. My name is Bethany London, and I am an energetic VC supporting CEOs and entrepreneurs in multiplying revenues and opportunities of their business through intuitive guidance and energetic healing. I am obsessed with finding and releasing blocks so that you can start receiving the guidance and opportunities that will be bringing you quantum leaps with ease. If you are looking to upgrade your business, life, spirituality, or need a perspective shift to flow, you've come to the right place. Leave it to me to pull out the juicy stories, quantum leap hacks, and how our inspiring guests have tackled obstacles and gotten into the flow to reach new heights of success. My intention is to bring clarity and massive awareness that infinite possibilities are everywhere. Your next moment could be a miraculous one. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Let's uncover their strategies, have fun, and see how we can quantum leap together. All right. Welcome, everyone. We have, I don't even know how to say your last name, Boisard. Boisard. Okay, Jerome Bazaar. I have been connecting with Jerome for over two years now, almost weekly, and so excited to have him on London Heights Healing Corporate Healing Team. And I thought it would be beautiful. I got the download last week to start interviewing all of our team to share the amazingness that they are and allow people to really get to know us. So Jerome has quite the extensive background. He's also extremely intuitive. He will pull stuff out of like, like sometimes you might just be walking throughout the day and you have a random thought and you just brush it off and you don't even think twice about it. You don't give it any energy. And then all of a sudden I'll be talking to Jerome like three days later and he's like, oh, I'm getting this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I did have that like random thought just come in and pop out. so good at just grabbing little nuggets and he's also phenomenal at sharing stories and he has a beautiful voice because you know he's in the UK so we love the accents here in America so yeah Jerome why don't we talk about I know your journey is long and wide but like the the business journey the business journey hello from London so just to say I'm French and half German so the accent might be mixed um so anyway what accent you feel you hear it's okay um from the business perspective my journey has been varied to say the least um i've always been very curious and very excited by discovery and learning so i've been working in several different businesses but always drawn towards helping others or changing things so the recent one i'm qualified like as an osteopath in 2010 i've been practicing this activity mainly um, in the last 12 years but also keeping open other activities i had before because i'm qualified as an environmental engineer with a specialty in waste management and sustainable development and also i've been coaching helping developing businesses buying, selling, transforming, optimizing structures and worked in politics a bit. So that's a sort of quick approach 
to the fact that um, I'm really curious and really open to discovery, but also have dipped my toes in a lot of things. So sometimes jack of all trades, but also mostly a sort of Renaissance man approach with knowing a lot of things about a lot of things, which allows me to have a, quite a bit of a strategical and tactical point of view, which helps a lot in coaching, um, either personal coaching or business coaching. And most of the time, both of them, because I work on the side as a business coach. And I say on the side because my main osteopathic work is taking most of my time. But most of the people I coach business-wise, uh, we always end up seeing the link between their personal life and their business life and helping them to cross some thresholds that were not visible at first. And that's quite interesting because suddenly people can find what blocked them or what helped them and then move on on certain things. Um, so that's it for a short approach. No, but it's so true. And uh, just see where this goes. Yesterday, I was talking to a friend that I haven't talked to in a million years from who, or who used to work at Google. And she was saying how at Google, it's almost like everyone's just there for the job and to get ahead. They aren't really there for the product. And there's not a lot of connection. There's a lot of, um, let's say, front front face, like the face, the forward face, it's not really what's inside. And then um, in hearing about the, the CEO, I don't even know his name right now, the of Google, but that he is very much not wanting to connect with people, right? So I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense, right? And <laughs> he keeps everybody at arm's length, probably because he's also getting hounded by people left and right wanting things, which I understand. But it really felt from what she was saying that like the ripple effect trickling down is that like zero connection throughout, you know, the company. It's all about numbers, profits, where are we going? Yes. Any thoughts on that? I figure because we're talking about the business owners and how it's like their personal yeah. lives or how they are is really trickling into the business. I think there are two th interesting things with the example of Google. Um, Google is a business that grew with a culture that became something else. And I know a few people in Google too. And for me, when I connect to them uh, and I look at the structure, we have a teenager business that talks like a teenager, but acts like a very old person um, and almost a sort of um, DVLA office with a lot of rules and mechanical things. So there is a bit of a schizophrenic issue in Google, um, where on one side, it's supposed to be the creative place on earth. And on the other one, it's basically a modified ad, ad agency that makes its money on ads and, and looking at numbers and analyzing data. And the people working here, uh, the one I know, run, range from the total dreamer that wants to change the earth with Google Earth approach and stuff like that to the people fascinated by data. And I think this mishmash is creating an interesting traction that can give us the interesting moonshot projects they have, but also a very, very heavy admin orientated structure. And therefore, 
probably why the new CEO has this profile, because I think the machine is winning, winning, sorry, the machine is taking over the, the, the data mm -hmm. churning. And therefore the humans inside might suffer because you might have more dreamers than in a normal business. So it's, it's probably a difficult moment for the structure, which will find its way. But I think they have the CEO that deserves right now. It might make people unhappy, but it's pretty much where things are going. Um, so that's my take on it. Yeah. Well, and I'm just, that. I mean, that's such a beautiful perspective too, like the machine's taking over, <laughs> right? I just wonder if, you know, someone like us were to work with someone and really pull the heart out um, and the connection piece, how that would shift the company. I guess that was the vision also that I was having, having, having. <laughs> the, um, it's an interesting one because, um, as you know, with this sort of work, uh, it's the moment where the person is in, are they ready to see, are they ready to accept, are they ready to change? And it doesn't mean you have to, but you have to be in this position where you think something can happen and you need to be taken by the hand. And in companies, as you well know, there is the energy of the CEO, but then there is the energy of the company, the sort of spirit of the company, the thing, the story, the accumulation and all that. So I think it's always interesting to come in and then realize which energy has been taken over for the time being. Is it the company that Ex express this energy like I feel Google is at the moment or is it a CEO that expresses this energy so if we take other example we have Elon Musk we have Steve Jobs uh, we have people who were above the business in terms of characteristics we, we 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 don't say Google and we forget the name of the CEO which we do with Google with mm -hmm. Tesla we won't we say Elon Musk that happens to have Tesla and a lot of other things so therefore now the CEO is above the company. And this dance is quite interesting because when you come in and have a look, you can feel that very quickly and therefore know which part you want to help with first. And most of the people don't realize their company has an energy level or if we push it, a form of soul. That is the aggregation in, in Latin, the word is egregor and egregor is normally used for religion. It means all the people praying at the same time in the same direction with the same will. And that creates an energy, an energy you can feel and probably interesting to work on. The thing is, when you come in as a coach and work on intuition in businesses, people don't really realize that's a part of the business they can work on. And it's interesting to keep that door open because most of the time you will then be driven or pushed or even asked to just work on the ego of the CEO or the responsible person. And that will short mm -hmm. if in a situation the responsible person is not actually the one driving the main energy, not the volcano, the first thing. And that's what I find exciting. Because sometimes you just say, oh, and, and this and that, and this practice and this thing. And they're just like, oh my God, this is what I do to them. Yeah. I don't know what your experience has been in that. 
Well, and what's also coming up for me is this um, that I learned more recently around, I think it's in, maybe it was Ukraine, like in Ukraine, there's not, it's not, they don't have the word opportunity, they have the word only possibility, and it's one of the same. So here, when we have the word opportunity and the word possibility, opportunity could have a little bit of a negative context because it could be taken advantage, which I know I talked about in one of the last podcasts. And so opportunity in, in the form of being a possibility and everything coming from possibility takes you out of uh, the need for competition, which is a, a lower vibration versus mm-hmm. creating out of creation. So when you're creating products out of more inspired creation, which is to me very divinely guided, intuitive, and a completely different energetic level versus we need to create something to compete with so-and-so that's like a lower vibe. So I thought that was really um, cool insight. I find it interesting because I just uh, heard yesterday um, a question from someone who is also working with intuition and um, the law of attraction and all these sorts of manifestation visualization. This -hmm. person was saying, if two people working with the law of attraction in mind are visualizing for the same thing, who wins? And it was a very interesting question because for me, mm-hmm. it was just like the universe is infinite. So yeah. they will both will win because both will manifest and visualize something. But yeah. there was this sort of questioning about, oh yeah, if you can basically do a form of weird magic, then you can have what you visualize. Then if I have the same, Will I win or will you win? <laughs> and yeah, it's no funny one to needs see to that, uh, like lose yeah, out on go their goals. Yeah, exactly. So it's the same yeah. thing with that um, business thing and opportunity where in business, especially in the last 200 years, um, we have been orientated more and more into a very much um, survival of the fittest opposition competition. Whereas the whole history of humanity, every traces we have is only talking about cooperation and working together and sharing the burden and, and sharing the profit when we can, but sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. Um, and therefore, most of the businesses will be trying to find their competitive edge, their competition position, the CEO, you feel attacked and feel defense, defensive. And that is also something in a way you can help, we can help with by showing them the real energy behind it, the service they're providing, and therefore what they are sharing with others and the cooperation they can put in place. Businesses are changing, and especially because of the online change that has been accelerated by COVID, where more and more people are now accepting to share information on video like we're doing now. Whereas five years ago, if you did that sort of interview, you would have insisted for us to be in the same room and physically there. And now operate or joint venture or do things with others and have more benefit in business and real things from it without having to compete. That's not the only option. It's one of them, but not the only one. And that will impact the work you can do with people who haven't realized that this option is on the table. And therefore, the possibility is there. And not yeah. just, I see an opportunity, I take it, I'm the first, I'm pushing everyone on the way. Yeah. Which is interesting too, because then we can talk about um, 
all the male energy that has dominated the last thousand years plus and that is slightly changing through a rebalancing to a more complex open world and that's also a big hope i have of more of the said female energy and bear with me i'm not trying to define it as strictly binary but a more cooperative open constructive energy and not just i win i kill you and i take it all um which is which is good because there is more and more of that in business slow progress but still it's now something that is accepted i can say that now without being seen as a, a bizarre person which would have been the case 30 years right. ago or 50 years ago and that's also good for the work we do because again intuitive business coaching is not something that intuitively will be received by everyone it's like business is serious i'm a serious person i i work on number i crunch data intuition is for women and uh, you know they feel their emotion their guts and then eventually they end up in special asylums for crazy women um <laughs> i'm summarizing victorian times but this is probably what victorian times was there is a funny story about uh, asylum for women is that uh, it took almost 20 years for the first male to be admitted to an asylum for crazy people. The first wow. 20 years-ish were just women um, with the, this famous illness that has been invented for women called hysteria, which was the theory that the uterus of a woman was traveling in her body and therefore made her crazy. And a crazy woman was talking what she was thinking about. She was opposing men. She was wanting to vote, stuff like that. So hysteria is the theory, and it's written on paper, you can check it, that your uterus as a female, dear Bethany, is regularly taking trips to your head, to your lungs, to, and that makes you crazy, and then therefore uh, you're hysteric. And you need to be sequestrated in a prison. Compliant. Wow. So, so that's the part of the storytelling I like to do, just jump from A to B and, and find different energies on the way. So I'll give you back mm -hmm. the questioning. Well, I think also what, what we do is really getting down to the magic. And I know that's not so much a corporate world word, but getting to the magic and the root of how things are with the owner, the business owner, the CEO, the founder, um, or the board of advisors and how that ripples down. Because when you can get to the magic and the inspiration and that spark, then it's a completely different energy. And when you shift that foundational energy, everything else kind of starts to fall into place. I mean, we yeah. talk about like the elephant in the room or stuff like that. That is all metaphorically energy that we're speaking of or weight on your shoulders, energy. Like everything is energy. And the faster, quicker that we transfer it to, a, like, people are like, I can't profit that way. Like, yes. Companies have doubled their revenues in like two months um, by shifting energy. So there's a huge. It's interesting there. because yeah, energy in most of the business is limited to power hierarchy. So who is boss yeah. and who is not, and then money, which is one form of energy uh, that is easy to count and easy to get and easy to lose. But it's there. It flows. Um, it's 
what I found fascinating is that you can have very, very, very logical CEOs being completely fascinated by people like Sir Richard Branson, who is doing magic all the time. Oh, yeah, I love uh, inventing businesses, changing stuff, doing stuff, being completely what he says he is, which is neurodivergent. He's a neurodivergent. He's special. Uh, but he does stuff like he wants. It's like, yeah, I want to I want to create a company that goes to space. Before that, I just bought an aviation company that happens to be Virgin Atlantic. I did Virgin Media. I did Virgin Banking. I did this and that. And uh, yeah. th that's it it happens with magic and people are fascinated by that and not seeing that they have the same potential but for me that kind of magic is in the business world is summarized in expect the unexpected but in a good way because mm -hmm. most of the businesses expect the unexpected but in a bad way so they're trying to do some routine, some, and then just like, oh, no, we can't do this. Anish, you have to exploit the opportunity. But then the magic is sucked out. It's, mm -hmm. it's really strong. And because the businesses are not looking at the emotional part of decision taking, um, they can be hamstrung, they can be limited, and therefore not have the courage. Because... The opposite of the courage is not cowardice. The opposite of the courage is confirmity. And therefore, magic becomes something dangerous in a way, even though um, we, don't, we can't define what magic is. But this is this moment where things happen that shouldn't have happened, but in a good way. Because I prefer white magic than black magic. <laughs> so it's in a yes. good way. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and Richard Branson, he definitely had like tons of people coming at him that were like, no, you can't do this. But he yep. was like, this feels good to me. So he followed what felt good to him, what he wanted, what he desired. Exactly. And he ignored the naysayers. And sure, there, I mean, there were failures or whatever, but like he found the joy in it all. And I think that is that in itself is magical. And one thing I find magical is that we all have that because a magical mindset is the mindset we had and still have as a child. When we were five, six years old, one day we were an astronaut, the other day an explorer, the third day a nurse to take care of a horse. Um, <laughs> if your parents told you it's not possible, you would just climb the tree and make it possible. Um, so you can, we can, we all can as adults go back to this childish state and suddenly create, which is what this example, Sir Richard Branson does. He just says, I'm going to, I want to do that. I'm going to do that. And of course, people around with spreadsheets are saying, oh, it's not possible, blah, 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 and this and that. And mm -hmm. this is what I really like about the work I do around businesses, especially helping them to change or um, purchasing them and, and turning them around, is that you discover that most of the businesses are led without vision or without magic or without something special that they could do with what they're offering as a service. It's a bit like everyone is sitting on the gold mines of their dreams, but not daring to do it or having too many people around say, oh, that's not going to be possible. Um, and it's, it's really strange because in other places in our life, like dating, for example, we tend to not do that. 
we would go and meet someone and, and just say, okay, let's see. Uh, we won't be sitting there and say, hello, my name is, and by the way, I would like to get married tomorrow. And then we would also have an insurance uh, on our both name. And then you'll need to like my mother. And eventually um, the preferred color of my car is red. And then the magic is gone. So this is this sort of risk taking that I really like because once you ignite it in others and it doesn't take long to ignite because everyone has it. It's just fear, terror and all that that keeps us away from it, which is normal. Our brain is protecting us. The brain doesn't want us to fail or to die. So for some business people losing a market, losing a client or having a bad profit and loss sheet is equivalent to a form of death, symbolic one. But though sometimes yeah. a form of death because they get fired or whatever, or they get a bad reputation in, in certain businesses, reputation is everything you have. So they dare not go there unless they are shown that there is a safe way to go there. And this is where we can help because um, another way I see our job is to be the jester in the courtyard. The jester was the person, the only person in the kingdom that could say the truth to a king without losing their head straight away after that. So being a jester is a way to say things to powerful individuals with them understanding that we are opening a door to another reality without making them change their power or threatening their position. And that's also the comfortable position you can have when you come in and go out of the business with an advisory mm -hmm. role is that you can play that role. But instead of coming in like one of these big firms and being saying, this is the new system that will save you. And this is a new spreadsheet that you will fill. And you know that in six months time, you're going to call another business to do exactly the same. Uh, we're more about, yeah, look, this is, have you seen that? You know, Alice in Wonderland, have you tasted this piece of cake that makes you make bigger? And then have you drunk this potion that makes you smaller? And eventually you'll go through this door, but it will go up and down and trial and error. And therefore they can play again with this childish energy, but in a good way um, to discover that actually they have dream, they have fear, they have potential, and they could drive this business to places where it hasn't been. And therefore, suddenly double, triple the income. Not because they did something with a new methodology and they changed a button color or had a new spreadsheet. No, they just say, wow, I didn't see that. Let's go there. Or wow, we didn't do that like that. So let's do that. Yeah. And because well, it's, it's nice to have, I think, a fresh set of eyes that, yeah. especially ones that are intuitive, looking at things from a different lens. So good. Well, I think that definitely shares what you're all about. I think we should spend a couple minutes on um, intuition and energy healing and how we work, which is very different per individual. But in the way I work versus the way Jerome works, how do you, what are your thoughts? How do you work? Oh, the way I work, um... Is going back very far, as far as I can remember. Um, I didn't know at that time it was intuition, and I didn't know it was work. I don't think it's work, actually, but it's... Um, I'm a very visual and kinesthetic person. So I see things. Um, and for example, when we work together, you know that I will see things, I will describe things, I will tell stories. They're normally quite 
dreamy. There are things that are not real or real, but they are always touching something in someone else's mind because they're just like, oh my God, I see this, I see that. Oh, I can feel what you describe and all that. So very visual and also very kinesthetic where, um, and I think this is why I became an osteopath is that through the touch, I can collect information on my osteopathic patient. But when I work with intuition, I can in a way manifest through my talk, the story I tell of the vision I have, also a feeling, a physical feeling in others where they can also feel what's happening. So there is this kinesthetic feeling where you, you can feel the, the butterflies in your stomach, you can feel what's happening. So there is a strong link in seeing and moving people, which, which is, I think, my way to view, view things. When it comes to intuition itself, if I had to define why or what I see, it's not always the same things, but it always comes as a sort of vision where suddenly I have something and I keep it in my mind and I say, okay, this is what I saw and I try to describe it. What I try to do systematically is to stay neutral. So yeah. I am here to take a picture like with a photograph or with my iPhone <laughs> um, of what I saw and describe it as simply as possible. Because it's very, very tempting for me as a seer to try to say, oh, and I think it's here or try to interpret or try to deform it because I think I know the person on the other side. So I always have this thought, this is what I'm seeing. I hope it talks to you, but then I step back. And stepping back is actually also part of my intuitive work because once I step back and I, I in a way, it's like throwing a ball to someone and see how they reception the ball, like we would play tennis, how you hit it with your racket. And then I have another intuition depending on how you reacted to the image I send. So that's the thing, seeing emotion transmitting the, the the feeling the physical feeling and then being as neutral as possible in delivering what i see but also having second or third intuitive reaction depending on how you react which is nice because it gives me also intuition intuition not only from from the air from something but on the way you react and this is something i've been using a lot in several of the professions i've done um, in emergency services, in extreme sports, um, in politics, where I could react as we go to others with intuitive states. So feeling things that can't be seen or talked about. And by mm -hmm. the way, just to reassure everyone, I'm not reading minds and I'm not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not entering we're, someone we're else's. Reading... Yeah. We have like an intention set and a goal set with yeah. our clients and then whatever happens and shows up is what we. Yeah. What, what I normally tell people is that what I see is what they're ready to share because it's a bit like yeah. when you want to say something and you're waiting for your turn and it's coming out. Mm -hmm. So it's mainly what they want to share that comes out first. Um, so it, it's more an assistance to delivery of a message that they cannot formulate with voice is that answering your question no it's it's great i think it gives um it gives some perspective and 
I mean, there have been times when I'm working on Jerome and it's like, I'm clearing a whole movie scene or a whole movie. And I'm like, oh, you're running through the river and your clothes are ripped and just trying to, you're alone, you're lost. So it's like, I'm clearing the energy and just calling what I'm seeing, releasing, releasing, releasing yeah. until all of a sudden he's like, makes it home safely into the arms of his family. Like that is a story that might come through. And we just clear until we get the story where we want it. And uh, strategy might come through during that time too. A lot of times we'll work with clients and it's like epiphany after epiphany after epiphany because we're clearing the space, we're shifting the energy. When we clear out the muck, if you think about people thinking all 70,000 negative thoughts a day or whatever it is, then that clearing allows for new thoughts new possibilities to come through that are quite intriguing and inspirational they are indeed and uh, what is interesting yeah is that there is always a spark somewhere we will stay and listen whatever the intensity of light and that's important to sell too because some people expect a lot each time you know dazzle and frazzle or whatever you say in the u.s but uh, 4th of July fireworks and sometimes <laughs> they happen but sometimes it's the mundane that makes the change it's the little thing that is like a cork on a champagne bottle that pops and then suddenly poof, everything goes out so um, it's interesting to work at different time and different energies on different people so fun we love it yeah, your, your intuitive childhood energy takes over and you start to notice things and it's good because so again good. i believe we we all are gifted by we all are gifted by yeah we all have intuition good 100 percent. and we all have different gifts to bring to the table yeah all right well that was amazing and all over the map perfect i would say <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and happy to have you on and um, showing your face and bringing you out into the world because the world is ready for you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe and let me know by leaving a review on iTunes. It fuels me to keep bringing you more guests. And if you aren't already following me on social media, check out at Bethany London and visit BethanyLondon.com for online programs and free healing opportunities or our corporate healing platform, LondonHeights.co. Don't hesitate to tag me and our guests with your favorite quotes for a reshare. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, wishing you that quantum leap. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. 
Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour.